listening to The Onset, a refreshing, inspiring, and relatable outdoor stories and conversations with your host, Elizabeth Brownell. The Onset Podcast, part of the OKS Podcast Network. Think I can fly, think I can fly, my arms are wide, catching fire as the wind blows. What is up, guys? I cannot believe I'm here sitting in the studio, i.e. my living room, for the pilot episode, the intro, the first episode of many of the Onset Podcast, presented to you by the OKest Hunter Podcast Network and hosted by yours truly, Elizabeth Brownell, a.k.a. Ricky Hunting. I've been on a good amount of podcasts. It's something I started doing kind of since the inception of Ricky Hunting, going on other people's platforms and talking about my experiences as a first-generation hunter, what it's like to go from, you know, not eating meat and knowing nothing about hunting to a full-blown addict three years in. Uh, It consumes my life, finances, and... Uh, really just any kind of mental space I have. Uh, but it's something I absolutely enjoy doing and talking about. And sometimes after the episodes, people would ask me, like, why don't I have my own podcast? And I think it's something I avoided doing for quite some time now because everyone and their mother has a podcast. Like, it's a saturated market. But honestly, I think everything these days is a saturated market. And after going on some podcasts now, I, th- I think I know what I want to do differently here. This isn't just going to be a hunting podcast. There's a reason that this is called The Onset and not just Ricky Hunting or some iteration of that. The definition of onset can be defined as the beginning of something, especially something unpleasant. I'm totally fine with that definition, especially the last part. I think if you've been following me on Instagram or TikTok for the past three years, I think you guys know Like I stay pretty pretty honest and pretty genuine about the unpleasant part. Um, So I I think this is where I want to focus on the humility of the unknown. It's like getting out of your comfort zone to try something new, putting yourself out there to maybe suck at it or be embarrassed. I think trying something new is intimidating. It doesn't matter who you are, how old you are and where you're doing it. Trying something new is one of the most intimidating things And I think when you put yourself out there, I think that honestly shows like some amount of courage um, to to get out of your comfort zone, to try new things, especially when you're an adult. Um, I think it's a lot easier when you're younger. I think you're fearless. I think you have this sense of like, I can do anything and I have the rest of my life. I think, you know, I'm only in my late 20s, but I think even there, it's like, that's an intimidating thing to say, like, I'm going to just totally pick up something new and I'm, I'm just going to consume myself in it and I'm going to be the best I can be at it. So who am I and who the hell gave me a microphone? My name's Elizabeth and I'm 27 years old living in the beautiful state of Virginia. Throughout my life, I was struggling with the idea of consuming meat. I would toy with the idea of a vegetarian diet, and I tried it a couple times. I always pictured myself trying to be self-sufficient or sustainable and growing my own food, but I didn't know how I could bring meat into that equation, like into that picture that I was painting for myself. It was mostly an ethics thing, not really a health thing, but I definitely let groups like PETA just like poison my views without doing any further research into it. And I think once you're in that space of like anti something, that's like, 
it's just a lot of propaganda is like coming your way and you're just kind of consuming all of that negativity. So I, I just had such a like I had so many preconceived notions about hunting when in reality I, I didn't know a damn thing about it. I actually was vegan, strict vegan for I think the longest I did it without accidentally eating meat or eating something containing milk powder or some shit. I think it was like nine months. Um, and even within those couple of years, like I would, you know, I'd break down and then I would eat chicken wings for like a week straight and then I would go back to a vegan diet. So I definitely should not be the spokesperson for like, and uh, you know, a former vegan. Like I, I was never the best at it. I would definitely was not perfect at it because I think I was just struggling with, I was struggling with a lot. I think, I, I mean, I can go into that in another episode, but I, I definitely, I still support vegans. I think if you don't want to, if you want to live your life and not like kill animals to eat, I, I go for it. But I, I think we need to be, to have a lot more grace with each other when, you know, that that's not going to work for everybody. It wasn't until I think COVID happened in 2020 where I kind of realized the fragility of our societal structure. I went to the grocery store and I had an absolute panic attack to the point that I left the store without buying anything. My normal local Walmart where you'd smile and talk to strangers while picking up what you needed was now this eerie place with masked strangers. Like I didn't even have a mask. I I honestly, I don't really watch the news, so I had no idea what was going on, but it was terrifying. And I, I straight up had a panic attack in like the clearance aisle of the garden section. But I wasn't sure what COVID was going to look like. Again, this was 2020, like of March, I think right when everything was happening. So I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to find the fresh produce I was used to when I, I was still on that vegan diet. So I knew I had to reintroduce meat back into my diet and I did so I started just with fish and chicken. And again, that was March of 2020. So in Elizabeth fashion, honestly, I met a guy and then I stupidly moved in with him because again, COVID, why not? And then I moved to a small town with him called Bowling Green. And it was there that I saw trucks with dog boxes like on the back, like lining both sides of the streets. And when I connected with a friend from high school that was living there, he told me that those dog boxes were for hunting and that it was like a big thing in the area. And for some fucking reason, I asked my buddy Marsden if I could go with him and watch. And this wasn't for, if you are familiar with hunting, this wasn't for an actual like hunting with dogs. This was like, it was opening day of archery. So we went first thing. And I was mostly interested in how you actually butcher an animal, like how one second you can have a live and healthy animal and the next you could have a steak. I told him that I was probably going to cry the whole time if he shot something. And I thought it was going to be absolutely barbaric and gruesome. But I told him we'd still be friends and that I wouldn't look at him any differently. I wouldn't judge him, you know, in any fashion. I thought, if anything, this would be a valuable life skill to have in case of survival and that I'd never have to do it ever again, but that I would just keep this skill in my back pocket just just in case I ever needed it. I really did think I was going to like hate it and and just move on with my life. So when he ended up shooting a button buck with his crossbow, everything I thought I knew was absolutely wrong. First of all, I didn't even shed a single tear, not once that whole day. And again, if you follow me on social media, you know I cry a lot when I'm hunting. And so I think the magnitude of that very first hunt, like I did not cry. I didn't cry at all. 
Within an hour, we were grilling backstrap on the grill. And to my surprise, it was phenomenal. It was like steak, but honestly, it was better because I, for once in my life, I felt like I knew where it was coming from and like I knew how its life ended and how it was living its life. I knew that its life ended very quickly because it literally happened right in front of my eyes. He dropped 40 yards from the stand and I knew it was done in an ethical manner. And I think, honestly, I think that makes it taste even better. I think that makes hunting, I think that's why eating wild game is one of the most like rewarding ways to eat. I think it's because you know it, you know all the effort that went into it and you actually have the backstory like of how of how you're eating. I think that's an important thing that society in general has like stepped away from almost. His buddy Mike who later became my friend as well had come out when we found the deer and they had handed me the knife and basically said, if you want to learn, this is how you're going to do it. I think they immediately regretted it once they realized I didn't even know how to hold a knife, but it was there butchering this deer while simultaneously eating it. Like we were literally butchering it while there was backstrap on the grill. Like my hands were covered in blood. This deer is hanging upside down in Mike's shed. I kind of realized that this wasn't some evil activity that the anti-hunting society portrays it as. It wasn't some bullshit where rednecks murder an animal for fun. To me, it felt like this was the equivalent of grocery shopping and then eating it. And again, it was better than that because I wasn't just picking meat off of the shelf at a store next to 100 other people that are doing the same thing. For the first time in my life, I didn't feel like this feeling of guilt as I was eating meat. And I knew that was exactly how I wanted to continue living my life. And I would do anything to ensure that this is how I was going to consume meat. Here we are three years later, it's 2023. I've hunted turkey and duck since then. So there's even more variety in my freezer. Uh, I have dreams of hunting elk, boar, which is pig, moose, upland bird, really anything I can put my hands on in an ethical manner, of course. It's paved the way for me to start a small-scale homestead, which is something I wanted before I started hunting, but without hunting, like I even butchered my my own turkey for Thanksgiving in 2021 and hunting without hunting, I never, I never would have been able to do something like that. And I will say that was actually pretty hard and there were a lot of tears shed leading up to that event, if that makes sense. But again, like being able to feed your family an animal that you literally, (laughs) you would hug after work every day um, and that you were taking care of and that you you cared about and cared for. Um, Again, it's, it's even more rewarding, I think. So hunting has completely altered my life in the best way possible. I think whether it's health and fitness, (laughs) finances, um, that shit's expensive, lifestyle, hell, even dating. I feel like now when I look at a potential partner, I'm like, can you also fill the freezer? Like, do we want to eat in the same manner? Do we want the same things? I think hunting has shaped me into the person I could have never dreamed of prior to this journey in 2020. And honestly, kudos to me for creating an Instagram account for myself where I could document all my milestones and my struggles 
Um, originally, that's why I did it. I wanted a little timeline for myself so I could look back at, at my growth in this kind of journey and what it would look like for other first-generation hunters. I never thought it would become what it has become, and I never thought I'd be sitting here talking into a microphone, but <laughs> shit happens. Here we are. Um, I just, I never thought I would, you know, I, I wanted to connect with local hunters. I, I think I was looking more for, you know, hopefully female and also like other minority hunters as well. I feel like when you think about hunting most of the time, depending where you live in the country, um, or in the world, uh, I always kind of thought it was like, and y'all can come at me for this, but I always kind of thought it was like a very like white male kind of thing. And so I think I was looking for other people who looked like me. And I, w I never would have imagined that the account and kind of my life like sits where it does today and the opportunities that have come from this. Ultimately, though, this isn't about me. I've told my story over and over and over again. I know y'all are tired of it. I think I'm tired of it. I didn't want to make a podcast to talk about myself, but I am making this podcast to talk about some of the amazing, badass people I've been fortunate enough to meet along the way. And not just in hunting either. Since I started hunting, I think I know there's literally nothing I can't do. I might not do it well or successfully. I think people define success a little differently as well, but I know I can try it. And that's also what I'm here to stress to you all. Like you, if I can do it, you can do it. You can do anything. You don't have to grow up doing it or have family that does it. You are the only person holding you back. And I think growing up, you hear this often, but majority of people will go their whole lives without ever trying something. They die with regrets of I should have done this or I should have followed through with that. I don't want to die knowing there was something I wanted to try, but I was afraid of what other people were going to think. There truly is not enough time in the world to do all the hobbies I want to attempt, but I'm going to try. In the world of social media, comparison is the thief of joy. You're probably going to be bad at something you're learning. That's just how it goes. But if you start scrolling and you keep seeing people succeeding where you want to succeed and you let it hinder you instead of drive you, you're never going to get there. You're never going to succeed. And in terms of social media, something I've learned is that people are going to make fun of you either way. They're going to make fun of you if you are wearing Walmart hunting clothes. They're going to make fun of you if you are wearing Sitka clothes. Um, it, it does not matter. They're going to make fun of you. So just do it anyway. They're going to think that you're learning to do something for attention or because it's trendy. The amount of people who have told me I started hunting because it's trendy and it's just so bizarre to me when I get those kind of comments on my page because killing an animal, it's a serious act. Like it should be treated with the utmost respect. And the idea that someone would do it to look cool or for attention is honestly disgusting. Those are the comments that definitely get under my skin. Overall, I'm just happy you made it this far. Um, I have big plans for the Onset podcast, and I'm happy to be working under the OKest Hunter gang because. Like I pitched to them during a kind of a manic episode when I was going through a breakup and I had all this stuff on my plate. Um, but I, I pitched it to them and, and, you know, I'm just really grateful that they were receptive of it. But what I told them was like the okayest hunter and the rookie hunter, we have a lot in common. 
we're leaving the ego out of the hunting altogether and we're not shying away from the conversations that should be had in the hunting industry. But I am so stoked to bring you the lineup I have planned for this podcast. There are some really fucking cool people who have agreed to go on here. And I'm honestly blown away by the support and willingness to share a little piece of this dream and tell everyone else's stories. This is going to be a bi-weekly episode, so every two weeks, I'm sorry, I have a full-time career. Um, I have two cats and a dog. I cannot do a weekly episode, and in the future, that might change, but I know for the first six months, I'm really going to just push them out every two weeks um, with new guests from all around the country, men and women who have earned their keep in the industry, Um, whether that makes them a rookie or that makes them a professional Um, I think we can all learn from each other and get a lot of perspective. Again, this isn't just going to be hunting. Um, I definitely plan to have some people who are in the fishing community. I have some authors lined up in the first 10 episodes. I'm so excited to talk about their books they have. Um, There's just a lot of different people. Again, like I just want, I wanted the onset, the vision I have for it is just to have variety. Um, And again, hunting is the main thing here, but I think there's just so much more I can dive into and things that I want to learn that I haven't tried yet. And to be able to have like someone who's already doing it and to show people like these might be the steps if like this is what you're looking into, if this is something you want to start. I think that's really important to have those conversations. Obviously, food is a huge thing in my life. It's a huge thing on my page. It's why I'm hunting. It's for that self-sufficiency. It's for that sustainable source of food, of meat. Uh, Food is going to be a huge thing, and so I'm going to either, if it's just, I I don't think I'm going to be doing a lot of solo episodes. I do think it's going to be a lot of interviews, but either they're going to be sharing a recipe per episode or I'll be sharing a recipe per episode. I also am going to highlight some comments I receive on my social media, so definitely head over to, on Instagram, the podcast. Instagram is going to be at the Onset Podcast. My personal account is at rookie underscore hunting. I have about three years uh, worth of saved (laughs) negative comments that are honestly so funny that I feel like I need to share them. Um, in some capacity and then I've also gotten the most like heartwarming positive dms that have kept me keep going to this point so I want to share those as well I do want to take this time to thank a couple people throw some shout outs because I, I really haven't had the opportunity to do so on my platform yet and there's no better time like the present so uh, again I huge shout out to Marsden Mike and his wife Joanna that first season of hunting on private land quite literally changed my life and that was kind of the inception of my hunting career before I started hunting on public so uh, they taught me so much and they were able to just really like form my base knowledge for what for what I'm able to do now if that makes sense Uh, I also want to give a big shout out to my family uh I think they were pretty confused at first when I, you know, I told them I was hunting and I was, uh, you know, I was going to kill an animal and I was going to do all these things. And uh, and they've honestly been nothing but super supportive. Even that first Christmas, like they got me a bunch of hunting stuff um, because I think they know once I... <laughs> There's really no... There's no stopping me. I think once I get an idea in my head... Uh, 
I, yeah, I hold on for dear life and I, I can, it consumes me. So just a big shout out to my family for, uh, still just being so patient. And, you know, a couple weeks ago I was in Alaska and I don't even think I told them until like the day before I left. So I think they're pretty, uh, they're just going with the flow at this point. They just know I'm going to keep living my life and, and I, I feel the love and I feel the support. So I just want to say thank you to them. I want to give a huge shout out to, uh, really just honestly, the, the positive support I've gotten on social media. Uh, again, it's the only reason I'm still doing it because the negative's definitely there. Um, and so if at one point you commented or you, it's mostly the, the DMs I get sometimes that are just like, I see you grinding. Like, I, I know you're doing this for the right reasons. Just keep going a little bit longer. Just keep trying a little harder. Just keep going. Um, or even the stories that people have sent me and they're like, I have been interested in hunting for so long and I just, I wasn't sure where to start. I didn't know if it was possible if I didn't grow up doing it. So thank you for posting that reel of you sobbing hysterically after you did something stupid um, because it made me realize that, yeah, like this is something I can do too. So just, I, I do really want to just emphasize like the love that I have received on the Ricky hunting account is the reason I feel kind of comfortable doing the onset podcast. So thank you. And of course, thank you to the okayest hunter gang. Um, you know, I'm working under the okayest hunter podcast network. And again, I, I pitched them this idea and, and they were just absolutely behind me on it. So they've been super patient with me. So I just, I do want to say thank you. And I'm excited to keep working with them. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some really cool, uh, affiliate links later in this podcast. There's going to be, uh, just a couple companies that I definitely, I, I already use, I already believe in. And so I'm really happy that, um, they're going to be a part of this too. Most importantly, thank you for listening. I know it's been 20 minutes and you're probably like, someone take this microphone away from her, but, uh, I'm just, I'm so excited about the lineup I have for y'all. I'm so excited to just tell other people's stories and just be able to interview people. I, 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 it's something I love doing. I feel like I'm personable. I like talking to people. I can make a friend out of anyone. I've never met a stranger. I mean, when I started hunting, if I saw someone in like Walmart wearing camo, like I literally was like, oh man, like that, that person might hunt, you know, like. I should go talk to him. Not that I did every time, but I really like, I, there are so many people on social media that I follow and that I've learned from, and I've also been inspired by. So I'm so excited to have this podcast to interview them and really get down to the nitty gritty of like, what is making you run? Like what fuels you and how are you doing it? All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in. Again, this is the Onset Podcast brought to you by the OKest Hunter Podcast Network, hosted by Elizabeth Brownell, a.k.a. Ricky Hunting. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening. Just I'm, I'm so excited about this project. So from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you all following along with me.